the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord and welcome to the program. Happy Lord's Day. It is Sunday morning and I'm so glad you could be with us tonight. I'm so glad you tuned in. Uh, this is the Gypsy Christian Hour and I'm your host Sam Nicholas and we'll be with you for the next hour. We'll be talking about the Bible. We'll be taking your calls and praying for your prayer requests and answering questions and whatever the Lord has planned for tonight. But before we do anything, let's pray. Would you help me in prayer? Would you pray with me? Would you pray for me? We need this next hour to be exciting. We need this next hour to be powerful. We need this next hour to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So I'm just asking God, Lord, I pray, that your perfect will would be accomplished tonight, that your Holy Spirit would would fill each and every believer tonight, that you would fill us tonight, Lord, with your power, with your presence, Lord, with your with your joy, with your truth. Lord, that you would have your way tonight during this next hour. Father, I thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to be here tonight. I thank you, Lord, that that we can pray for each other, that we can seek you in your word, that we can just seek your will to be accomplished tonight. Lord, you know every, every, every life tonight, every listener. You know every need. You know every circumstance. You know every situation, Lord. And I just pray, Father, that you would have your way that your will would be accomplished, and moreover, Lord, that your name would be glorified, that you would be known tonight, Lord, that you, your word would go out tonight, Lord, that your, that, that your will would be accomplished. Holy Spirit, take over in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, and welcome to the program. You are listening to the University Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas. Again, this is a live program. We'll be here for the next hour to take your calls and pray for your prayer requests and answer Bible questions and seek the Lord in his word. So if you have a prayer request, if you have a need, if you know somebody who has a need, let's stand in the gap tonight. Let's stand in that gap and pray for the prayer requests. Pray for the people who need prayer. There are so many who need prayer. There are so many who are sick or ill, uh, uh, going through chemotherapy, going through dialysis. There's so many people who are suffering. There's financial needs. There's financial hardships. There's all kinds. You know, I was just talking to somebody who's having a problem with his homeowners association and with, with, with a lady that's harassing him for no reason. And we're going to pray about that. So let's pray and let's seek the Lord for your circumstance, for your need. You can call in tonight. The number is one eight 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 
1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552. For the live on the air calls, if you have a prayer request, if you have a need, something you want to bring before the Lord, I encourage you. The Bible encourages you and says, look at this in, in, in Hebrews 4.14. It says, therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. He sympathizes with our weaknesses. He knows our weaknesses. He knows our needs. It says he sympathizes with our weaknesses. But one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, and this is what I want you to, 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 to grasp tonight. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We all have a time of need. We all have a, a, a need that we need to bring before the Lord. What's your need? What is your need? And where do you look to, for help? You know, the Bible tells us in Psalm 121, I look to the, you know, I look to the hills where my help comes from. I look to the Lord. Let's look to the Lord tonight. But that first step of faith comes when you pick up the phone and dial 1-888-995-5552. That's the phone number you call if you want to ask for prayer, if you need prayer or you know somebody who needs prayer. How about a Bible question? Do you have a Bible question tonight? Is there something on your mind that you'd like answered? It's either a question about the Bible, a question about Christianity, about church doctrine or theology, the cults, the occult. Call in tonight. Call in tonight, and we'll talk about what's on your mind. What do you want to talk about tonight? What's, what's, what's your question? What's your testimony? So call in tonight. The number is one 888 That's one 888 Nine nine five 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 two for live on your calls. Whether you have a, a a Bible question, a testimony, a praise report, or a prayer request, we want to pray for your prayer requests. And we also want to remind you that we get together. Speaking of prayer, we get together every Friday night for prayer meeting. So we'd love to have you come out and join us for prayer meeting. You know, we want to get before the Lord in worship. We want to get before the Lord. In praise, we want to get before the Lord in our, and bring our prayers. We just want to get in His presence. We want to draw near to the throne of grace with confidence, knowing that He calls us into His presence. So, if you're feeling called into God's presence, even if you're not, and you want to be in God's presence, you know we're desperate to be in the presence of the Lord. We're desperate to worship because we know that that's where we find all that we need when we when we're in His presence. So, come and join us for prayer. Come and join us for worship. Come and join us for His Word on Friday nights at 8 p.m. We're at 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. So if you're in the area, and even if you're not, come out. Come out and worship with us on Friday nights. The address is 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. Very easy to get to. Just take the 210 freeway into the Pasadena, Arcadia area. Get off at Santa Anita Avenue. Go north one block to Foothill. When you get to Foothill, make a right and go one more block to First Avenue. Make another right and you'll see us on the corner right there at the corner of Forest and First Avenue. The address is 805 North First Avenue. 
and we're getting together on Friday nights at 8 p.m. Like I, and like I said many times, I know it's a week away. You know, we just we were, we were together last night for prayer and worship. We were together for his word. But maybe mark it on your calendar, put a, a, a notation on your phone or an alarm on your phone, a reminder on your phone to come out on Friday nights at 8 p.m. to 805 North First Avenue in the city of Arcadia. Also, if you're looking for uh, somewhere to worship on Sunday mornings, uh, Pastor Walter is a, a pastor of uh, Hills Church there at 805 North First Avenue, and we'd love to see you out there on Sunday mornings. So we're there Friday nights at 8 p.m., and then church on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And it's the same address, 805 North First Avenue. Also, I want to remind you that we're still on podcast, so if you miss a program or you'd like to share this program with somebody, or you'd like to catch up, uh, go to kkla.com and look for the podcast page, and you can see us on podcast. And if you like, you can also download the free app. The free app is great. So download the free app uh, at iTunes or your Google Play and uh, and listen to what's going on at KKLA. All the programs are there. Uh, everything that, that that's happening here at KKLA is there at the website. So Get the, get the free app uh, for your phone. Uh, again, if you have a prayer request, if you have a Bible question, you can call in tonight. The number is one 888 That's 1-888-995-5552. Let's go to the phone lines, and we'll talk to Jeremiah. Hi, Jeremiah. You're on the air. How can we help you hey, tonight? Hey, Tommy. How you doing? God bless you. Doing good. Doing good. How you doing? Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I need some prayer requests. Yeah, I'm gonna. I want you guys to pray for my cousin Ricky. Uh, they took his kidney out, and they said he's got stage four cancer. But we thought he wasn't going to make it. But thank God he made it. He's still in the hospital. He went through a major kidney surgery like last uh-huh. Tuesday, and he's got stage four cancer, and they still got to do treatments. And if we could pray for the cancer to get away from his body and for God to take the cancer from him, and mm-hmm. I'm still looking for a place, but I might have found a little uh, guest house. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could pray if it's meant from God for me to get it, and just sure. pray for God to change my life and my mother's life, and that's it. Amen. Because your power and your healing and your strength, Lord, is 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 is. You make it available to us because we come to you and pray, we come to you and seek, and we, we, we come to you as first priority, Lord. Lord, I thank you, Father, because we can come to you as soon as these things happen, Lord, and the circumstances appear, Lord. We come to you and ask for help. We come to you and bring our prayers, Mugodad. We pray for Ricky, Mugodad. that you would heal him, Lord, that your great power and strength would be shown in his life, Lord. So I just pray, Mugodad, for, for Ricky, that you would heal him from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, Lord, that he would experience your power, your strength, your grace, and your mercy. Lord, we come before your throne, your throne of grace, where we receive mercy, where we receive all that you desire to give us, Lord, and your desire is for our good. Your desire is to heal us and to make us whole, Lord, spiritually, physically, financially, I just pray, Lord, that your physical healing, Lord, would be manifest in Ricky's life. I pray in Jesus' name. I pray for Jeremiah and his mom, Lord, that your will would be accomplished, Lord, that these prayers, Mugodel, offered up to you, Mugodel, for his 
for him to receive a, a house, an apartment, whatever it is, Lord, wherever you would have him, Lord. I pray for a miraculous work in his life that you would change things around, Lord, and that all things would go well for him and his mom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay. God bless you, Sammy. How God you God bless been? you, Jeremiah. Doing good. Doing good. Okay. God I'll bless. I'll talk grandson with the cancer. He's doing chemotherapy, and uh, he he's actually doing a little better, thank God. Praise the Lord. Okay, thank God. Okay, God bless, God bless you, Sammy. Bye. Let's go to our next call and talk to Eric. Hi, Eric. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hi, Sam. I have a question. I'm masturbating. I'm a Christian. Will I go to heaven, or is that a big sin? Well, you know, Eric, uh, all types of lust, all types of uh, sexual sin is is wrong before the Lord, and he calls uh, us to repent from such things, you know, and okay. he, if, if we repent, he will show his grace. You know, uh, all sin is forgivable, but yeah. we, there needs to be repentance and there needs to be change. So I would encourage okay. you uh, to to repent and to seek help. You know, you, you seek help and you get into a, a, a men's group or get into a therapy or do whatever you have to do because okay. you, you start in prayer, uh, repenting, and you start seeking the Lord and you start seeking His will and His plan and His purpose in your life. Uh, and, yeah. and that's your, with your relationship with God, but you also have relationships with people and you can ask for help. You can go to your pastor. You can go to a men's group. Uh, you can go to a therapist and there are people that will help you conquer uh, this type of sin in your life. There's a, okay, Eric? Do you, can I ask you another question? Sure. There's a demon on top of my head. It's a sex demon. I feel the lust on my body, sex demon's lust. Uh, you know, Eric, you know, we've had this, you know, I've told you many times that demons yeah. have no power over you. They have yeah. no power. Demons can tempt you. But they can't yeah. force you to do anything. No sin That's has right. no sin. First Corinthians tells us that no sin has come upon you that is not common to man. But with, with all temptation, God gives the way of escape. The way of escape is the power of the Holy Spirit. The way of escape right. is His word and His promises. Eric, demons have no power. They can't force you to do anything. They can't make you do anything. They can influence you in the sense that they can tempt you they can show you something uh or, or put a, a thought in your in your in your in your mind uh but they, it, that's called temptation but temptation well, is not a sin it's when you give right. into it's when you give into temptation that, it, be, into that it becomes yeah. sin that's yeah right. and we find that out in james holy, can i ask you another question will the holy spirit leave me if i masturbate Will the, he go away? The Holy Spirit, you know, Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you. The Holy Spirit no. doesn't leave you, but you grieve the Holy Spirit when you sin. You grieve no. the Holy Spirit, and the Bible says not to grieve the Holy Spirit. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit who lives within you. You don't want to no. grieve God. You don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. Our desire is to fulfill Revelation 4.11, where it says that we were created to please God. So we want to please Him. We want to uh, uh, share joy with him. We want him to be pleased with us. We want to be encouraged by him. And we're encouraged by the Holy Spirit when we allow the Holy Spirit 
to guide us in our life. And the Holy Spirit will never guide you into sin. He will always show you the way of salvation, the way of righteousness and holiness, Eric. Don't look for excuses to sin, Eric. Don't look for ways out to, to get into sin. Look for ways to obey God, obey his word, and, and live in righteousness and holiness because the Bible, Jesus said, the Bible says, be holy for I, the Lord your God, am holy. And Jesus encouraged us to do the same. Okay. Okay, Eric. Thank you. Thank you, son. God bless you. God bless you, you, sir. Thank you for your help. Bye. Good. Let's go to our next call. Hold on. Let's go to our next call and talk to Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Oh, I wanted prayer for a new little friend. Her name is Brittany, and she she's 18. She has epilepsy, and she had a seizure after two months this Thursday. Mm-hmm. But I would ask that uh, that the Lord would heal her because it uh, hinders her from doing a lot of things in her life, like college and so forth. And you said she had a seizure? Yes, and she has epilepsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they had uh, altered her medicine, but she needs to go more on the stronger. But that the Lord would heal, Amen. heal her. Amen. Lord, we thank you. And we praise you that you give us the opportunity to come before you and stand in the gap, Lord. Lord, and Elizabeth and I, we stand in the gap for Brittany, Lord. And all the listeners tonight who are praying right now, Father, we stand in that gap. Yes. And we lift up Brittany to you, Father. You saw the seizure that she's had. You know the the, the sickness of epilepsy, Lord. But you are the God who is above all sickness and all disease. Lord, you have authority over all of these things, Father. And I just pray, Father, that you would speak and that you would call upon Brittany to be healed, that you would say, Brittany, be healed from epilepsy, be healed from these seizures. Father, I just pray for a touch of your hand upon her life, Lord, that she would live in health, Lord, that she would be free from these seizures. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for calling, Elizabeth. God bless. Thank you. And if you have a prayer request, if you have a Bible question, if you have a testimony, a praise report, what has God done for you in, in this last month? How has the Lord answered your prayers? Well, would you encourage us by telling us and, and, and sharing with us how the Lord has blessed you this, this week, this month, uh, if the Lord has healed you, if the Lord has blessed you with some uh, a financial blessing, whatever, whatever the Lord has done, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your praise report, how you glorify God and your blessings from him. But also, we want to hear from you if you have a prayer request. If you want to pray for somebody, like, like Elizabeth was praying for Brittany, and, and, and Maria has a prayer request. We're going to get to Maria in just a second. So if you have a prayer request, if you have a Bible question, something you want to ask about Scripture, about doctrine, theology, the cults, the occult, whatever, call in tonight. The number is one 995 That's 1-888-995-5552. Let's go to our next caller, and we'll talk to Maria. Hi, Maria. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help? Hi. I'm calling because I need prayer for um, this week coming. Um, I have spoke to you regarding the issue of the home was taken from us from a friend. Mm-hmm. And now we are going to court, but we got a date coming this week. And I wanted to be in prayer that they give us a date and, and stop postponing them. Right. 
Okay, well, let's... I just uh, also have lupus, and um, keep me in prayer on that, that I don't get attack on the the pain that I've been getting, and um, for I could attend whatever I have to do for this court uh, issue. Amen. And I do have faith in my Lord, and I know He's going to get me through this and get Amen. me my home back because you, this Lord. person is a uh, wicked that would do something like that, thinking that he was helping me. Instead, he stole it from me when I have my own family that I could have gave it to. So I hope that the Lord will show these people that it was taken. I was, did not give it to him. Amen. Well, Father, we come before you. And first of all, Lord, I just want to bring Maria before you, Lord, and this problem with lupus. Father, I just pray that she would be healed. Lord, that there would be a glorious miracle in her life. That you would reach down from heaven and that you would touch her from on the top of her head. Lord, that from the from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord, that she would be totally and completely healed from this sickness. Lord, that there would be no more pain, that there would be no more suffering, that there would be no more disease in her body, Lord, but that she would live Lord, in the in the total wellness, in the total health of a healed child of God. Lord, that you would heal her. As I asked, Lord, touch her. Touch her, Lord, with your with, with, with the tip of your finger. Lord, I, I remember the woman who we read about who just touched the hem of your garment. Lord, just a touch from you, Lord. Just a touch will heal her. Lord, I pray for Maria's healing from lupus, through your power, through your grace, in your will, Lord, in Jesus' name. And I, Lord, I pray, Lord, for this situation with the lawsuit and the court date and all of that, Lord. Lord, you said that the plans of the wicked will not succeed. And I pray for this wickedness to come to an end, Lord, and that your mercy and that your grace and that your favor would be upon Maria, and that, Lord, you would give her her house back, and that all things would, would, would come to good, that you would cause all things and this thing to work together for the good for those who love you and are called according to your purpose and your will. We pray, Lord, that you would make a mighty work in Maria's life. And we pray in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you so much. It's so funny because my husband called me to ask me to find the radio station. I listen, even if I don't call in, uh-huh. I listen. And I couldn't get your station on my radio. It just kept making ugly sound. And and I, my husband said, he says, well, get on the line and start praying. <laughs> I said, but I want to hear the radio. He goes, no call. Maybe that's what God wants you to do. Well, praise the Lord. And I give God thanks that he encouraged me to call you, and thank you for your prayer. <laughs> well, thank you for calling, and if you have a smartphone, you can download the KKLA app and listen from your smartphone, or you can get on the computer or your laptop, and you can go to the uh, website, and there's a Listen Live, uh, cl- uh, you can click on Listen Live, and you can hear us through uh, your computer, or you can download the KKLA app. And listen live on your on your smartphone. It's very easy. Oh, thank you so it's much. It's very easy if you've got an Android. <laughs> and as soon as I have a praise report, believe oh, me, yes. I will call you. Well, I'll be anxiously waiting to hear from you, Maria. 
Thank you so much. Have a good night. God bless you. Bye-bye. God bless Bye. you. And if you have a prayer request, a Bible question, a praise report, testimony, call in tonight. We are a live program. Uh, we're almost a half hour. We're almost, uh, well, we are 24 minutes into the program. We're almost uh, halfway done. But you can call in tonight, and we'll pray for your prayer request. We'll seek the answer to your question. The number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five. Five 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 two for the live on the air calls. If you have a, a a prayer request, a Bible question, whether it's about you know Christianity or it's about the Bible, maybe maybe you say maybe you think that there's contradictions in the Bible. Maybe you think that the Bible is has incorrect information. Maybe you don't believe that the Bible is the Word of God, or whatever. Maybe you have a question on Mormonism or Jehovah Witnesses, the cults, the occult. Call in tonight and let's talk. The number is 1-888-995-5552. We're going to go to our next caller and talk to, I think it's Gloria. Hi, Gloria. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Oh, I don't think she's there. I'll put this call on hold. And Wilbert could uh, check it out. Let's put this on hold, and we'll we'll see what's next. But you can call in one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. Let's try and go back to Gloria and see if she's there yet. I'm here. Hi, I'm here. Gloria. There we go. A little technical difficulty there. Yes, I just, I'm going to make it as short as I can. But two years ago, uh, um, I've had my home for 38 years. I raised all my four girls, even though I got divorced. I managed to keep my home, and I, I've had my home for 38 years. And I went to get a modification, and the people that I dealt with, they, fraudul- they were fraudulent, and they oh. took my home away. I'm a senior citizen. I didn't know what I was signing. They they made everything sound so good, so I signed papers. And it came to be that I lost, you know, I lost my home, and now all, all my stuff is in storage. And I had to come and live with my my daughter, and she has five kids, and it's been so hard. And now I have to move again. And I've already applied at senior citizens complex, but I'm on the waiting list. And I just pray, I just want you to pray that I get. Oh, I get glory. To, Please, I, I I need to have where to live because I'm on a low income, and I need for them to call me because I need to go. I don't want to go to a shelter. I need so much prayer because I need to I need to live somewhere, and it's so so hard for me when I had my home for so many years, and my case came out in the newspaper. All the uh, the channels were there, Channel Four, Seven. Everybody was interviewing me. To the fraudulent people, they prey on seniors, and it's been hard, hard. But God says He doesn't give you more than you can carry, and I have faith that He's going to make a way for me to live somewhere subsidized for low income people. Please, please, I ask for your prayer so much. I ask for oh, God. Father, we just come before you, Lord. Lord, we hear, I hear in Gloria's voice, Lord, what she's going through. And she's right, Lord. You said you would never let us go through more than we're able to endure. But, Father, sometimes we get to the point, Lord, that we we, we, we question that. How much can we take, Lord? How much can Gloria take? Lord, Father, I pray, Lord, that you would relieve her. Relieve her from this pain and distress and this anxiety, Lord. 
and this this feeling of, of loss, Father. And I just pray, Lord, that you would restore to her all that was taken. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would make a way, Lord, a miraculous way, a way that could not be explained by anything else except the hand of God, the move of God. Lord, I pray for your ministering angels to be with Gloria. Father, I just pray your ministering angels to be with Gloria. I just pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would fill her from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord, that she would experience the touch and the power of a God who gives peace and gives rest and gives hope. I pray, Lord, that all things would come to good for glory, Lord. Lord, minister to her and then move. Move, Lord. Work things out for her, Lord, that she would receive your blessing. I pray all things would be done for your glory. Lord, that your name would be praised and that you would be known as the God who does not uh, leave his children without. You don't abandon your children, Lord, but you're there with us every moment of every day. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go back to the phone lines and we're going to talk to Maribel. Hi, Maribel. How can we help you tonight? Hi, good night. I'm calling. Um, I'm asking for prayer for my daughter, Melanie Perez. Um, I came to the Lord since 2010, and there's things I did before 2010 that she hasn't yet forgiven. Mm-hmm. And um, um, her relationship with me is terrible. Um, and I'm just calling for salvation for her. Amen. Lord, we stand in the gap. Lord, I join with Maribel. We stand in the gap for Melanie, Lord. Father, that you would just move upon her heart. Lord, that that you would call upon her, Lord. That you would whisper in her ear the loving words of a gracious God. Call her into your presence. Move upon her heart, Lord. That she would receive forgiveness. That she would receive salvation that she would receive you as her Lord and Savior. And, Father, that she would forgive others and that her relationship with, with, with Maribel would, 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 would just improve to the place of communication, love, and fellowship, Lord. So I just pray, Lord, that your perfect will would be accomplished. Have your way, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. God bless you, Maribel. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Let's talk to Marcus. Hi, Marcus. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help you? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm glad to hear it. Yes, doing good. Yes, thank you for asking. Uh, Just wanted to ask for prayer uh, for uh, strength and guidance uh, from the Lord. I have to do a a brake job for a victorious car. Mm -hmm. It needs uh, uh, all this work done tomorrow, so just to keep me safe and to give me his guidance and strength to, to do a good job on her. Amen. Well, Father, you you tell us to, to honor you in our work, to honor you in our business, to honor you in our jobs and our career. And I thank you, Lord, for Marcus's heart, Lord, who's just seeking you to keep him safe, Lord, and that he would do a good job tomorrow, Father. I just pray, Lord, that you would bless the work of his hands, Lord, 
Father, that you would just do empower him, Lord, to 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 serve, empower him, Lord, to do the and accomplish good work, Father. I just pray, Lord, that the the client would be happy, Lord, and the client would be pleased, and that all would go well, Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sammy. God bless you, Marcus. God bless you. Good night. Oh, let's take one more call, and we're going to talk to Mark. Hi, Mark. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help tonight? Yes, thanks for taking my call. Um, I'd like for you to pray for my marriage, restoration, um, soften my wife's heart, and let her love me again. Well, Father, we pray for this marriage. I pray for Mark, Lord. Lord, I don't know the circumstances, but you do. I don't know what's going on or or what the situation, Lord, is in this marriage and, and and what the problem is, but, Father, you can work it out. Lord, I just pray for Mark that you would give him the power of your Holy Spirit, the wisdom and guidance of of an awesome and mighty God. Lord, I just pray that you would put upon his heart, Lord, what he needs to do, how he can be a better husband, how he can seek, Lord, the the, the the right relationship with his wife. And I pray, Lord, for his wife that she would receive grace and, and mercy and that she would bestow grace and mercy, that she would show grace and mercy. Lord, that there would be a perfect unit in this marriage, that the, you said that the two become one flesh. Lord, I pray for oneness in this marriage. I pray for for love and respect in this marriage. I pray, Lord, for commitment in this marriage. I pray, Lord, that, that, that this marriage would fulfill your desire for their lives, Lord. Lord, I pray for restoration. I pray for, for, for this marriage to grow and be complete in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much. Mark, are you, are you part of a church? I am. Well, I would encourage you uh, to to go to to your pastor and seek help, seek counseling, and and get into a place where you and your wife can can have a a, a place of of honesty and a place of transparency, and a, where you can talk about these kinds of things in a safe uh, place where there's somebody who are, who's professional, a, a Christian professional counselor who can help you. Okay? I think we lost Mark. Well, God bless Mark, and we'll talk to you soon. Well, let's go to Patricia, and then we'll go to our study. Hi, Patricia. You're on the air. How can we help you? Yes. Praise the Lord. Um, I wanted to know if I'm doing right. I've been married for the past 15 years, and my marriage has been off and on, off and on, off and on. Uh And every time I go to church... I hear the word of God, and I hear that God made the marriage, and nobody can divorce or break it down or nothing like that. But I've been a lot of—I've had in my marriage a lot of faithfulness, lies, and my husband has not wanting to work, and he's lying over money. He gets one thousand dollars from the first every first, <laughs> mm-hmm. and by the fifteenth, the twentieth, he has not one penny. So I told him, "Let's get back together. Let's make it work." But he wants my money and to be together, and that he wants to know where my money goes, like mm-hmm. how I use it. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, the, Jesus is pretty clear about divorce. And he says that uh, the only biblical uh, divorce that there is is for unfaithfulness. You know, if, if a husband has been unfaithful, if a wife has been unfaithful, they've broken the, the marriage vows, you know, they've broken that. And the, 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 if, there's, if the marriage is irreconcilable, if there, if there can't be forgiveness or this is an ongoing problem, then uh, the, the, the innocent person is able to divorce the, uh, the husband or divorce the, the wife. And then Paul goes into some other things in in First Corinthians uh, about abandonment and uh, unfaithfulness and things like that. Uh, money issues is not a, a biblical uh, reason for divorce. But what I would do is I would get counseling for you. I you know I don't know your situation. I don't know the details. There's not much I can I can I can. Uh, understand from just a, a one minute or two minute phone call but what i would do is i would encourage you to get good counseling get good advice from your pastor uh there's people out there that will uh get more involved with you in depth um you know i would say you know called new life you know there's a a, a, a an organization called new life ministries uh they're at 1-800-NEW-LIFE and they can uh, they can help you more than than, than I could, but you know, I could tell you the biblical grounds for divorce is unfaithfulness or abandonment, uh, things like that. I would uh, I would I would have you uh, read the scriptures and search the scriptures for that, but uh, I wouldn't say that it's not okay. I wouldn't say that it's okay to to divorce over uh, financial issues uh, if your husband isn't providing uh, for you. If he's if he's living with you, you know, and he's 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 not providing for you, well, then you should you know d- deal with your husband in in ways that 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 he'll understand. Uh, if he doesn't pro- provide for you, then then you shouldn't be you know. The Bible says if a if a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. You know, and there's boundaries and there's things that that you can do, but you know you need a professional uh, therapist, you need a professional marriage counselor you know, to I'm be afraid- helping you. Go ahead. I've had therapy. I've had therapy for like, for the past like three, four years. I've taken therapy. I've looked at all churches. Mm-hmm. I look for pastors. I cry. I cry out to the Lord. I says, Lord, I need help. I fall in depressed. I in depression. Mm-hmm. I, I have anxiety of wanting to be happy. I want my husband. I want to come home to my husband, to my companion, to that man that I want to get old with. But I want to know who he is. I want to know that I can trust in him. I can depend on yeah. him in a way that well, I can go serve the Lord to whatever ministry, and I'm going to come happy to my home. But I don't have that. Well, you know, it sounds like he needs some 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 therapy. It sounds like he needs to talk to somebody. What I would encourage you is to get in touch with this ministry. It's called New Life Ministries. They're at one eight hundred New Life. Give them a call on Monday and see, you know, what is he willing to do? What does he say, you know, uh, about the situation? Is he willing to, to, to talk to, some, to somebody? Is he willing to get into therapy? You know, why doesn't he want to provide for you? Why doesn't he want to uh, do the, fulfill his uh, obligation you know, I, to you? I'm falling, I falling in depression when I go to churches and get help because he says I lie. He says I make up stories. 
He says that I want to make him look bad. And I says, I can't believe you. I cannot believe you want me to look, make you look bad when I'm the one seeking for help. Mm-hmm. And I pick you back and I take you back into my home. I rent apartments. I, I pay deposits. I pay rent. I take you back with me. And you say I'm the one trying to make make up stories. What kind of stories do you think well, I serve? You know, there's a there's a time, Patricia, when you know uh, while you, you you're not thinking about divorce, separation until he provides. You know, you should. You know, if he doesn't provide for you, you know, there's times that where you will, well, you know, you're not providing for me. You need to leave. You know what I mean? So there's a there, there's boundaries that need to be. Uh, recognized, and there's boundaries that need to be held. If he doesn't provide for you, then what are you supposed to do? You're, you know, you're, you're going to have to provide for yourself. But why would, why should he live under the same roof as you're living? You know, if he's not providing for you. So while I don't recommend divorce, sometimes separation until he comes to his senses uh, is, is is the way to go. But I would have you do this with a professional counselor. You know, don't take yeah. my advice just because you know I'm a voice on the radio. You know, but I would have you, you know, under the care of a, a pastor or a professional counselor and the people at New Life Ministries, they can help. And they have counselors all over the, the county that, that you can get in touch with and they can be involved and they can guide you. Okay? Okay, Marie. Patricia. Okay, Patricia. Well, I'm Christian. Okay. Patricia. Oh, no, I'm on the phone. I can't drive on the phone. Okay, Patricia. Thank you. I know. I'm going home. Thank okay, you for your call. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank I will go I will look sick for help. Thank you, Patricia. God bless you. Amen. 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 Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, praise the Lord. Um, we've got a little bit of time left, and I wanted to get into our, 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 our study in Mark. <laughs> We're in Mark chapter 11, and, you know, it's... You know, we, we've we've gone we've gone through ten chapters, and really we've gone through three and a half years of Jesus's life. He's been in the ministry now for three and a half years, and uh, he's coming to the the close of his mission here on earth. And it tells us that as he approached Jerusalem at Bethpage and Bethany, near the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples. And said to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there on which no one has yet ever sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone says to you, What are you doing? Why are you doing this? You say, The Lord has need of it, and immediately he will send it back here. They went away and found a colt tied at the door outside in the street, and they untied it. Some of the bystanders were saying to them, What are you doing? Why are you untying the colt? And they spoke to them just as Jesus had told them, and they gave them the permission, and they brought the colt to Jesus and put their coats on it, and he sat on the colt. So I, like I was saying, Jesus' mission is coming to an end where, where he's three and a half years into his ministry. He's, out, he's been out preaching and teaching and going to synagogues, uh, casting out demons, healing uh giving sight to the blind uh raised raising the dead i mean he has been out all over israel galilee judea samaria for three and a half years the word has gotten out wherever he goes there's crowds but now he's entering jerusalem he's coming to the close of his ministry he's about 
a week away from being put on the cross, crucified. He's entering Jerusalem for the last time of his ministry. And he enters not as a conquering king, but as a humble servant. He comes on a colt, not on a white horse, not as a conquering king, but as becomes he comes humbly for peace. He comes not as the glorious Messiah, but as the suffering servant. You know, when a conquering king entered a city, he came on a white horse, but he came to make war. He came to, like I said, conquer, to overcome, to kill and destroy the, the, the enemy, his enemy. But this, the, he, but Jesus has no enemies. He's not coming for war. He's not coming to conquer. He's coming to bring peace. He's coming to bring salvation. He's coming to suffer and be put on the cross and die in our place. That's why he's entering Jerusalem this time for the last time. It says, And many spread their coats in the road, and others spread leafy branches, which they had cut down from the fields. Those who went in front of those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming king of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. They're shouting, they're praising, they're glorifying Jesus. They're receiving him as their king. And all this happens to fulfill the script, to fulfill scripture. In Zechariah 9 9, he tells us, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout in triumph, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and endowed with salvation, humble and mounted on a donkey, even on a colt, the foal of a donkey. He's coming. He's coming into Jerusalem, like I said, not as a conquering king, but humbly bringing salvation. And you know, as I was reading this, you know, I was thinking about Jesus. And and, and I just want to ask you, when you think of Jesus, how do you picture him? Just close your eyes for a second and picture Jesus. Think about Jesus. And I, I, would, I would think that most of you think of Jesus on the cross. I mean, that's the way most people think of Jesus. He's on the cross. But Jesus isn't on the cross anymore. You know, Jesus came as a humble servant. He was crucified. He was beaten. He was put on the cross but he's no longer on the cross. He is the risen king. He rose on the third day. He rose in glory. And he is, a, he is no longer on the cross. He is no longer that person that was, that man who was beaten, who was whipped, who was spit upon, whose beard was pulled out, who was, who had the, the, the a crown of thorns put on him, who was mocked. He is not that person anymore. He is the glorious king. He is no longer the suffering Messiah. He is the risen king of glory. He came once in humility. He came once humbly on a colt, on a donkey to bring peace and to bring salvation. He did that. He did that. He went through all of that. But now he is coming again. He is coming for righteous judgment. We need to change the way we think about Jesus. We shouldn't think of him anymore on the cross. We shouldn't think of him uh, a bloodied, uh, a torn, ripped, 
ripped flesh and bloodied and, and, and beaten. We should not think of Jesus in that way anymore because he's not that way. He is the risen King of kings. He is the glorious Lord of lords. And he is sitting at the right hand of God, waiting, waiting to come back to judge the world. And we see that in Revelation 19, 1 through 6. It says, After these things, I heard something like a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven, saying, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power belong to our God, because his judgments are true and righteous. For he has judged the great harlot who was corrupting the earth with her immorality, and he has avenged the blood of his bondservants on her. And the second time they said, Hallelujah! Her smoke rises up forever and ever. And the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God who sits on the throne saying, Amen! Hallelujah! And a voice came from the throne saying, Give praise to our God, all you bondservants, you who fear him, the small and the great. Then I heard something like the voice of a great multitude and like the sound of many waters and like the sound of many pearls thundering saying, Hallelujah! For the Lord our God Almighty reigns. This is who we worship. The Lord all the Lord God Almighty who reigns and judges and is righteous and holy. And Revelation continues in the eleven verse and says, And I saw heaven opened, and behold a white horse, and he who sat on it is called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and wages war. You know, when we think of Jesus, we need to see him as he is today, the glorious King of kings and Lord of lords, seated at the right hand of God in power. And he's coming no longer on a colt, no longer on a donkey, no longer humbly, but he's coming on a white horse, it says. He's coming in righteousness as he judges and makes war against those who are his enemies. He makes war against the unrighteous. He makes war against those who are have rejected salvation. He's coming to judge the demons, to judge Lucifer and all those who follow him. We need to see Jesus as he truly is. Jesus is the risen king, glorious righteous, holy, seated at the right hand of the Father in power. That's the way we should picture Jesus today. Don't see him on the cross. Don't picture him on the cross. Don't picture him the way he was. See him the way he is, the risen Christ, the glorious King. He comes again, and we say, Lord, come quickly. Come quickly. Come quickly and take the church, take your people. Rapture us, Lord, into your presence that we would ever be with you. And then we'll return with him as he comes to judge the earth and to make war against Satan and his demons and all those who follow him. Jesus came to Jerusalem now in the scripture, humbly on a colt, that he might suffer and be crucified that he might give himself as a sacrifice and pay the price that we could never pay to pay for our sins, to take our sins and pay the price we could never pay. And then he said, when it was done, 
paid in full to Telestai. He canceled our debt. And we need to know who he is. We need to see him as he is. Never, never see Jesus again on the cross. But see him as seated at the right hand of God. Amen. Well, we go on in the 11th chapter and the 11th verse. It says, Jesus entered Jerusalem and came into the temple. And after looking around at everything, he left for Bethany and the 12 since it was already late. Then on the, on the next day, when he had left Bethany, he became hungry. Seeing at a distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to see if perhaps he would find anything on it. And he came to it, and he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And he said to it, May no one ever eat from you again. And his disciples were listening. Now, you might think, why did he curse the the fig tree? You know, the the fig tree was showing leaves. And usually, normally, the fruit and the leaves appear at the same time. You know, he cursed this fig tree for a reason. Not because he was mad or disappointed that there was no fruit. He cursed the tree because it was an illustration. An illustration of Israel. Israel is the fig tree. This is an illustration of Israel and their rejection of the Messiah. You know, the curse on the, on the tree illustrates, is, an illustri- is illustrative of the rejection of Israel, a nation unfruitful despite every opportunity they had to receive Christ, their Messiah. You know, they had every single, they had three and a half years to receive Christ. They had three and a half years to recognize him as Messiah, but they rejected him. And that's why Jesus cursed the fig tree, because Israel rejected him. Look what it says in Isaiah twenty nine thirteen. It says, Because this people draw near with, near with their words, Because this people draw near with their words and honor me with their lip service, but they remove their hearts far from me. God is speaking of Israel. And he's saying, they they, they come near to me with with their words. They honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And their hearts were far from Christ. They would not receive Christ. They did not receive Christ. They rejected Christ. And that's why Christ cursed the fig tree. And whenever you see the fig tree mentioned in Scripture, you know that that's an illustration, that that's a representation of Israel. You know, uh, uh, Jesus said in Matthew twenty four thirty two, when you see the fig tree bearing fruit, when you see the fig tree sprouting, know that the, you know he was in Matthew twenty four. He was talking about the end times. He was talking about what's going to happen before he comes back for the second time because the disciples were asking about the end times and he spoke about many things but one specific thing in this context that we're talking about he spoke about the fig tree when you see the fig tree blossoming and bearing fruit and bearing leaves you will know that the time is near and that time happened in May 14 on May 14th 1948 Israel became a nation again 
Israel, for the first time in hundreds of years, they became a nation again. They came back to Israel. And they are now governing themselves. So that, that, that scripture has been fulfilled. Matthew 24, 32 has been fulfilled. Israel is a nation again. The fig tree is showing fruit. The fig tree is bearing leaves. It's come back. So we need to know this was the last scripture that needed to be fulfilled before Jesus could come back. All scripture had been fulfilled except this. But in May, on May 14th, 1948, Israel became a nation, and that was the last scripture of prophecy that needed to be fulfilled before the return of Christ. My friend, we need, we need to know that Jesus is near. We need to understand that Jesus is near and not be like Israel. Don't reject Jesus, but receive him as your Lord and Savior. And if you've never received him as your Lord and Savior, do it now. And just say, Jesus, I know that you came to forgive me of my sins, to die in my place, because I am a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness. I ask right now that you would come and live in my heart and bring me into your kingdom. And I will follow you for the rest of my life. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for doing all that you did for me on the cross. But now, I worship you as you are seated at the right hand of God in power. Receive me now, Lord, as a child of God. I pray in your precious name. Amen. Well, if if you've just prayed that prayer, you are now a child of God and you have received Christ and you are a Christian. You are born again into the kingdom of God and I congratulate you and all heaven rejoices. So praise the Lord. I encourage you to, to get into a, a, a well-balanced church that teaches the Bible. And there's prayer and there's worship. That praise God. And I encourage you to read his word. And daily be in prayer and just seek him. Well, as you can tell in the, with the music behind in the, in the background, we're out of time for tonight. But we're never, we're never far. We'll be back next week. We'll be back in church. Well, we'll, we'll be in church tomorrow morning. We'll be, we'll be in church on Friday. I hope you'll join us for church 10 a.m. at uh, Hills Church, 805 North 1st Avenue. Or you can join us Friday nights at 8 p.m. Again, same address, 805 North 1st Avenue. And we'll be back here next Saturday night praying for your prayer requests and preaching the Word of God. So I hope you'll join us. God bless you and good night. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.